Hey everyone, welcome back to Straight to the Point. This episode, we are going to conclude our Coming Out of the Darkness series, and we will be ending it on the high note like I promised. Sorry for the delay in getting this episode out. If you don't know, John works for UPS, and he is on night shift for the peak season. So he's working six days a week, and he's also working from like 10 p.m. to 8 a.m., which greatly reduced our ability to record. But here we are, better late than never. I hope. So we're going to dive into um, the end of this. Um, And it's all about hope and positivity and um, kind of uh, what we've seen uh, grow out of this recovery process. Um, I know from the addict side, I know the the hope and the positivity that's come out of it has really been all about relationships, right? Um, if you can get your relationships and focus on um, healing the relationships um, and just cultivating all of those things, then, you know, everything else kind of falls in line. Um, that's really been... Uh, what I feel like has been um, the most positive thing coming out, not just um, with my wife, um, but also with my boys, um, seeing the trust and the love, um, true love, um, that is just coming from them, Um, but also into other aspects, right? Um, My mom and dad, um, probably the closest I've ever been with my mom and dad, just to be honest. Um, my in-laws, um, have been closer to them than, you know, since I've known them. Um, as well as, you know, friends and extended family and, um, you know, work relationships, all that. It's been extremely positive. Um, and then everything else just kind of falls in line. Um, uh, the things that, you know, Work kind of falls in line. Um, um, Just, you know, spiritually, everything just just kind of falls in line. Um, And I I say all that to say this. In the recovery world, we talk a lot about control what you can control, right? Um, And it's very elementary. Um, You don't... You try not to overthink a lot of stuff because um, addicts, we tend to overthink and then we can think ourselves right into relapse or just doing whatever we want to do, right? Um, but control what we can control. And, we, and, the, and there's so much that you can't control in this world. You can't control you know, the weather. You can't control the politics. You can't control um, any of these things any of those multitude of things, but what you can control is how you treat others, um, the love you show others, um, and how you act, um, with others. And for me, that has been the ultimate, um, recovery process. It's the only thing that I can control and that's what I will control. So I'm going to share some things that helped me along this journey of healing and recovery, but also 
some of the things that helped me start healing myself before John got sober, because that was one of the biggest turning points in my life was being able to take control of, like he said, what I could control. And I could not control what he was doing. So I had to take my life into my hands and figure out what I was going to do to make myself be okay. And one of the things that my therapist told me that has stuck with me even to this point, I mean, we're talking a couple years later, she said, remember that growing might feel like breaking at first. And that, it took a while for that to sink in, but it's it's so true because I felt like I was just breaking every turn I made. I just felt like I was just falling apart. And it took a while of falling apart to realize that me falling apart was me growing because I had to shake off the things that were not for me. I had to shake off the things that were not my responsibility and I had to take responsibility for myself and only myself. Now, of course, I'm taking care of our kids too, but I'm talking as far as like our adult relationship goes. I could no longer let his decisions change the way that I was going to have a day. Like, I couldn't have a bad day just because he was having a bad day. I was going to have a good day because I wanted to have a good day. And that was something that really stuck with me because I had no idea how messy healing was going to be. I know I've said that several times throughout this series, but I think it's really important and someone needs to hear that healing is not linear. Progress is progress. It doesn't matter if one day the only thing you did was just got through the day. If you accomplished nothing else that you felt like you needed to, if you got through the day and you made it to the end of the day and you're sitting in the dark at the end of everything that's happened, you've still made progress because you made it through the day. Progress forward backwards. You will go backwards in progress. I know that's counterintuitive, but to make progress, sometimes you have to revisit things to be able to build on them, perfect them. That way, the next time life throws you that situation, you better have it perfected and know how to overcome it quickly and successfully. So even if you're going backwards, that doesn't mean you're failing. Just because you're struggling, it doesn't mean you're failing. And it's important to give yourself grace in those situations where you feel like, I'm not going forward, I'm not making enough progress. No, give yourself grace. Because I I read something that really stuck with me. Again, a lot of things stick with me if you haven't figured that out yet. But this said that um, grace means that all of your mistakes now serve a purpose instead of serving shame. So give yourself grace because your mistakes have a purpose. Your mistakes and the things you've been through have a purpose. Everything you've been through is part of your testimony. And, you know, the word says we overcome by the words of our testimony, but you have to find it in yourself to forgive yourself. You know, a lot of people can forgive other people very easily or at least easier than they can forgive themselves. And you can extend grace to somebody quicker and easier than you can to yourself but it is so important in the healing process give yourself grace because it is a game changer it really is because once you figure out it's okay to make mistakes in the healing process or just 
anywhere in life, then you're free. You're free. You, you're able to embrace the process and really get what you need out of it. And then you're able to say, mm, that didn't really work out so good. I don't really like how that felt. And then you know, it's okay. It, you don't have to be perfect. It, there is no formula. There is no manual. There is no set way to get through a healing process, especially when trauma is involved. I had thought that there were certain things that I had to do, certain boxes I had to check. I mean, I'm a very organized and analytical person. So, you know, a list being checked off, that sounds wonderful. I can check this box and move on and be healed. Yes, let's do that. But the reality is that's not how it works at all. And as far as having a list for things to do, that doesn't work either because some of the things you think you need to work on, you don't. And some things you think you have handled, you do not. And, you know, I spent a lot of time very tired and I could not figure out why am I so tired? Why am I so tired? I feel run down. And, you know, my therapist told me it's not that you're being lazy, you're not unmotivated, you're not stuck in a rut. It's because, I had lived so long in survival mode that my body was finally able to decompress and catch up. And there's a difference in being lazy and unmotivated and stuck. And all of those things can sometimes be involved in the healing process. But the biggest part for me, it was realizing that I get to set the pace. Nobody else gets to tell me how fast I have to move through this healing process. I got to define what growth looked like for me. I did not have to have somebody tell me, oh, you didn't meet these criteria. You didn't grow this week. No, nobody, nobody could do that. It was my definition of growth. I could start over as many times as I needed. And that was something that was a game changer for me because there were some things that came up that I thought I would blow right through like oh that's fine we'll address it I'm healed moving on all good and that was not the case and you know being able to start over and revisit something on my terms was so comforting and liberating at the same time it, it's it's almost indescribable it it's one of those things that as soon as you realize you have control over everything that is going on in the healing process it's empowering honestly I felt more empowered even while I was barely crawling through some of the days that were coming my way I still just felt so sure of myself because I knew that I was doing it the way I needed to do it there was nobody telling me what to do, how to do it, when to do it, anything. And some days, honestly, I wanted just to hit the pause button because it was so overwhelming. And that's okay too. Some days you can push your healing aside and focus on one thing that makes you happy. And if that gets you through the day, then you're winning. There is no set pace. And that is the best part about it. 
And some some weeks it felt like John and I were flying through it. We were like, yeah, we're on top of the world. We're the best team. Oh man, we could take on anything. And then other weeks it was like, what are we doing? Why are we here? This is horrible. But we kept going because it, it it's worth it. And God played a huge part of that. I truly believe that without God giving us the strength and the peace and the wisdom that we would not be where we are now. There is no reason we should be sitting here. And I want you to know from somebody who was covered in shame for a long time for something that was not even my problem, there is hope. As soon as you can step out of that shame and you don't let it dictate your life, you can begin a new chapter that it's so beautiful and there's no reason you should have to live in shame. We're not called to live in shame. We're not. That's not his plan for us. There's hope to come out of that. There is. And, you know, I worried so much about, you know, once all this came out, what is this going to do to our ability to be involved at church or even take us out of the picture. What is this going to do for my ability to be involved in church? Because I have always wanted to. I taught for a while on Wednesday nights and, you know, I had to stop and it was too much for me and I missed it and I wanted to do it. But having this secret, I just, I didn't feel like I was able to. And then, you know, everything else happened. And then fast forward and we come home to our church and I knew that everyone knew what we'd been through because we'd been very vocal about it. I have been very transparent in hopes that somebody out there will find hope from our story before we even started this podcast but I I had a lot of anxiety and apprehension about even thinking of trying to become involved because I'm like, well, married to an alcoholic and I was, you know, I helped him hide it. I was an enabler. I did all these things. I didn't stand up like, oh, I don't deserve to have a place in the church. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. That is a lie straight from the enemy to keep us from becoming involved. That is exactly what he wants us to do. He doesn't want us to be empowered and find our place in the body. And it took all of like three seconds of a meeting with our pastor and his wife to realize that that is exactly what the enemy wants me to do is to believe I have no place because I played a part in a dirty secret. But that's not the case because if you know our pastor at all, you've heard him say this and I love it. If you don't know what to do, just do. Just find somewhere to get plugged in. Just find something to do. And it has been the best thing for us because honestly, our relationship has grown significantly since we have become a part of our outreach team. But take the couple side out of it and just my side of it, being able to teach again on Wednesday nights. Oh my goodness, my heart. It has just done my heart so much good. I had no idea how much these kids could heal my heart. I have not even known some of them 
at that point when we took the teaching position, I did not even know some of these kids' names. I had never met them. And yet here they were filling my cup to overflowing status with love. And it's been the best thing. And there is the perfect example of don't let the enemy tell you that you're disqualified because of whatever it is. You're not disqualified. You're not. You have a place. You have a purpose. You just have to believe it. Pray about it. God will lead you. God will put you exactly where you need to be. And he will use your talents and your abilities if you surrender to him and you let him. I gush about these kids all the time because I just, I love them so much. And it was spoken over me almost 11 years ago that kids were going to heal my heart. And at the time when that was spoken over me, you know, I'm paraphrasing just to give you the main idea, but I did not believe that what he meant when he spoke that over me was what I was going through until one day out of the blue, it hit me in a quiet moment of my day. God said, do you remember do you remember this? And I had forgotten this memory because, I mean, it was 11 years ago. A lot of life has happened since then. But it came to my mind and I was like, oh, oh. And then he said, this is that. And I was like, that. I mean, I just, I was smiling. I was crying. I mean, I just, it was, it was beautiful because these kids, I love them. And if I had been too scared to even approach anybody about being involved again, I would be missing out on some of the most incredible kids that you will ever meet. And if I had been too scared, I wouldn't have learned these things about me that, you know, my talents, my, you know, my personality, the big, loud, and boisterous side of me, and the silly and the crazy and all of that has a place because I've spent so long well, I'm, I'm weird. I snort when I laugh and I cackle and, you know, I like to make silly voices and I do crazy things and I get in the floor with the kids and, you know, we do all these things, but, you know, they're, they're not your typical things. And so I've been labeled weird or, you know, obnoxious, whatever. That's okay. You know, I, I've toned it down a little bit, uh, over the years and then God, got me right where I needed to be, which was in the children's ministry. And I realized that those kids love it. And for the first time in my entire life, I feel like I am totally accepted and loved. And I do not care if you think I'm weird, which, you know, I mean, there's a time and a place for it. Yeah. But these kids, that's I'm weird and I'm loud for them. That's why God made me this way. It's for the kids. It really is. And I have no doubt because I connect with kids in a very unique and weird way. Um, sometimes John is just like, what in the world are you doing? But that's okay because it's just that special thing. And everyone has a special thing. Everybody has something in them that someone needs. And if I had been too scared to venture out, if I had given the enemy even a second thought about all the things that were running through my head that were in my ear about, nope, 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 then, you know, I wouldn't have been able to use these talents and these gifts that I've been given. 
but I'm thankful that I have. And I continue to learn and grow from the interactions I have with these kids. Not only our kids, but all of our church babies. Like, I love those kids like they're my own. So I say all of that very long-windedly to say everyone has a place. It doesn't matter. There's nothing you can do that is going to discount you from an involvement in church. It's not possible. It's not. God will use you. And God will use you in places you never thought possible when you don't think you deserve it. But God has so many great plans that if we just get out of our own way and we just let him have his, he's going to do something great with it. So no matter where you're at in the healing journey, whether you're just getting started or you don't know what to do or you're in the throes of it or you're on the other side, kind of on a hilltop at the moment, kind of like me, because healing's ongoing, it never really seems to stop because there's so many layers to it. No matter where you are, you're not alone. You're not alone on this earth because there are so many people in the same boat with you, even if you don't see them or know them. And most importantly, you're not alone because God's with you. He sees you exactly where you are. He knows right where you are. And when you don't have a word to pray, Just sit in the silence and open your heart and he knows your heart. He'll listen and he'll help you and he'll comfort you. But if you're in a point where you feel safe, you feel comfortable enough, you can reach out to me. You can reach out on our Facebook page. You can private messenger me. You can call me, text me, approach me at church. You can send a carrier pigeon. It doesn't matter. You want to talk to me about anything, I am here because as much as I like to talk, I really, really like to listen. So what Britt has just been talking about and stuff is is her healing process in, in things that have uh, changed just in the past year and a half. Um, where we thought we would be, um, well, actually, we didn't have any clue where we would be, but... Um, you, once you start looking back and the changes that have happened, um, you can just see how awesome the, the entire healing process is because whenever you're in it, you really don't, you don't see the changes and you don't see, um, what is happening. But whenever you step back and you take, you know, you reflect on, um, you know, the past year and a half, um, where you were, um, you can see, how God really does order our steps and he, he does take care of us, even though, you know, (laughs) in weeks and, you know, sometimes during the days and the hours that, that we're (laughs) trying to struggle and trying to get through, um, you can't, you can't see it in those moments. Um, but I hope you hear that the excitement and her voice and you can tell, um, and just, just being in this situation you can tell, um, I can tell just such a huge difference in her. Um, you had a beat up individual, a person who did not feel worthy, a person who felt as guilty um, about addiction as the addict. Um, you have somebody who does not feel worth, um, does not have control. Um, she talked about some control and stuff like that, which I think is such a, a, a weird contrast, right? Because addicts want to control everything and they 
take such pride in controlling everything, but then you realize you have no control of anything and everything is spinning out of control. And um, the people around them that are, you know, that are affected by the addicts, all they want is a little bit of control. They want a little bit of say-so that in things that they never get say-so in. So I think she, you know, Britt relate a little bit of that side of it too, right? She actually is valued now. She actually has um, a say-so in the way things go, um, which is such a, you know, a big difference from where things were. Um, I think it's also very important to remember in the, the healing process, the ongoing healing process, um, we are um, special um, individuals, everyone, right? We all have our own ways. We all have our own paths. We, we like to compare and contrast, and, and especially Americans, we love comparing <laughs> ourselves with each other. But we are unique. We are created um, just to be us. Um, and then whatever happens in our lives, um, that is also unique. We can't compare ourselves um, to each other. And that is a huge thing to remember in the recovery process as well. Um, I learned very on, very early on in my recovery that, um, what works out for some people may not work for me. Um, it does not hurt to get input. It does not hurt to get counsel and it does not hurt, um, to, listen to a lot of people and what has helped a lot of people because you may be able to piece together some things that can help you. Um, but to say, hey, this is the exact way that you will heal. This is the exact way. I'm, I don't think that you can go that way um, because we are all very unique and it takes um, my own unique to keep me sober and to keep um, me in the healing process. And, um, in the same way with Brit too, I think she would say that as well. Um, you know, um, the way that she needs to heal is not going to be like any other spouse. Right. Um, so, um, it, we have to remember that when we're discouraged, um, whenever we're, uh, we don't know which way to go. Uh, we have to remember that we are unique and this is a process and it's not really over until we die and we go on to our reward um, and we continually learn, we continually uh, grow and we continually try to be better. Um, so, you know, as far as, you know, I spoke a little bit about relationships, um, you know, and how that's helped me heal. Um, and getting out of your comfort zone, right? Um, uh, you know, I've started doing a lot of things that I never thought that I would be a part of, you know, um, you know, whenever Britt got in to the outreach and the kids thing, you know, I'm kind of like a tag along, um, just, okay, you know, and I don't know which way to go. I don't know, you know, part of, uh, being an addict is, is you don't feel worthy, right? You've done all these bad things and you've put all this pain on all these people, but, um, 
you don't know that you're even worthy, you know, to help others or to be others. And, and again, that's, that's completely false. Um, so I just kind of, you know, tagged along with her and, um, you know, these kids have done so much for me as well. Um, in helping me heal, right? Because there's nothing like kids. Kids will forgive anything. You know what I mean? Um, they really do forgive and forget. Um, and they show like a, a really pure love. Um, so, I mean, that's that's helped me uh, a lot in my process. You know, I kind of just was like, yeah, I can drive a bus. I can, you know, I can tow to other people around. But to the side effect of that is is now I'm in constant communication with these kids you know um they they put a smile on my face they they uplift my day and they help me um recover um they really truly do so we're kind of wrapping this up um right now just I don't know um it's been a beautiful uh process and we can go on and on and on and on um, and we're here um, to help and to answer any questions. Um, if you're listening to this, um, you either know us or you know someone who does know us. So tell them, you know, that you want to get in touch with us. Um, we are completely impartial and confidential. <laughs> um, and we really are about that, um, even with people that we know, um, because we do understand how delicate some of these processes can be and it doesn't have to just be substance abuses, right? Um, they really do. There is, it's a very common thing, right? Um, whatever you might be addicted to or whatever hurts you may be, um, experiencing a lot of these things go hand in hand. And, um, that's truly what we're, we're trying to do here is, um, just to help and make people realize that you are not alone. Um, even people um, who seem to have it all together and all that, like uh, there are things um, that need to be addressed and that need to be fixed because we are, we are you know, continuing living examples that, um, you know, healing um, and addressing things does make things get better. Hiding it. Um, just letting it go on and on, it, it just makes it more and more miserable. Um, but once you start working on healing these things, then it um, things just get awesome in, in ways that you never thought they would. Um, so um, I think that's it. Um, I think I've talked enough. Um, Britt, do you have anything else that you would like to add? Thanks for tuning into this series, whether you listen to the whole thing or the only episode that appealed to you, whatever capacity you've listened to this, we so appreciate it. Thank you so much for giving us so much encouraging support during this first uh, series that we've done. We look forward to releasing our next series after the beginning of the year. If you haven't already, go ahead, click the follow button on the Spotify or podcast page that way you can stay up to date when we have new episodes to release follow us on facebook so you can stay in touch with us and if you have any questions reach out we're happy to help otherwise merry christmas and happy new year